a lot of the conversation that we used to be having is this work-life balance. And I think with Freedom Lifestyle, it's not about work-life balance, it's just living and your work is part of your life. Welcome to What's Your Free, a new podcast series exploring the movement to a new mindset. One where getting to live a life that's filled with freedom and flexibility, it isn't something you have to wait for. This podcast series is filled with stories of people who've reached this, how they did it, and how it's changed their lives. This is the freedom economy. This is the future of life and style. This is the freedom lifestyle. I was always one of those people who worked really hard, but then I was rewarded with more work. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like I should have to leave and go home and I have shit to do. Like just because I finish my stuff in four hours and it takes everybody else 12, why do I get more work and more client without the compensation attached to it? it? So I started to get frustrated just with those dynamics. In this episode, you'll meet Vanessa Ortali, who after a few years working in corporate, she quit her consulting gig to become a lifestyle entrepreneur and now has multiple businesses. Vanessa makes money in so many interesting ways, and she's a big advocate for why we should think about having multiple sources of income. The world is changing really quickly, and they say that within the next few years, 40% of our workforce will be contract workers. Mm -hmm. And so within that change, I just think that, especially as women, now we're becoming so much more powerful within the economy. Um, Having multiple streams of income is really empowering so that as the economy continues to shift, we're still safe. Vanessa is best known as the founder of the Ladies Community, a membership organization that brings together women through events, workshops, and memorable experiences. She's also making money though through product referrals. And in this episode, we discuss why network marketing and social marketing still kind of has that negative stigma. I don't say this is social marketing and this is the only way you can achieve freedom lifestyle. I say this is social marketing. This is a way that can add to your freedom lifestyle. Some people choose for it to be the only way they achieve it and others like me decide that it's one stream of their income. We also talk about Vanessa's more glamorous work though As the founder of The Man's Pursuit, Vanessa literally helps men plan epic wedding proposals. I think it was my age at the time, all of my friends were getting married and they'd tell me their proposal stories and I was like, ooh, maybe he could have needed some help. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I know you have so many amazing things going on in your life, so I really appreciate you making time for this. Of course, I'm excited to be here. I was doing my research on you yesterday, and you become more and more interesting the more I learn about (laughs) you. You have so many ways you're making money and so many things going on. How do you think about juggling all of those businesses? Well, um, A, I get bored easy, (laughs) and I like to kind of go with the flow and follow things that inspire me. Um, But I really have never seen it as juggling because I'm okay with some going busy at some times and dropping others at other times. Um, But then within that, I've also been really lucky that over time, all of my businesses, somehow, I really don't even know how I did it, (laughs) but I know you're going to ask me how, is that I have been able to tie who I am, like my personal brand, is able to be consistent through all of my businesses and then feed all of my businesses. So I never feel like I'm taking on one hat 
and taking off another. It's just kind of always being me in different industries. Does that come naturally for you to think about your personal brand? I didn't in the beginning. Um, I think it was something that evolved naturally, especially over the last year, because as trying to find my authentic self and trying to be more real in all of my businesses, I think my brand just naturally started to evolve. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, yes, having different businesses was super confusing. And everyone is always telling you only focus on one thing. You can only be ever successful at one thing. Um, but if you look at the most successful entrepreneurs, they have five to seven streams of income. And when I looked at these people, again, it was their personal brand. So in searching for my authenticity and searching for my passions and really get getting clear on who I was as a person and who I was as an entrepreneur and what kind of life I wanted and lifestyle, which is why I was so excited to talk to you because you're all about the freedom lifestyle. Um, once I started to define that, mm -hmm. the brand became a lot more simple. Okay, mm -hmm. so the businesses came first and yes. then you really realized how important you were to these businesses and how much more effective you would be if you really kind of brought them all under one overarching brand. Yes, and then I, all, I guess I never thought of them as separate though and I always would get questions from people the same in university I did a biology and business undergrad and everyone was like oh that's so weird you're in two different industries but to me it was never weird because it was just me mm -hmm. and my passions and my brands and now we see within they're now saying that we're going into the hyphen generation and everyone has these hyphen careers you're a lawyer slash artist you are a meditation coach slash doctor and so i think that it's becoming more accepted and now we're having the terminology and words to kind of describe what people have been doing for a long time and what it sounds like you've been doing for a while already yeah i guess so and yeah. you weren't always an entrepreneur right you did business school and then you had a few jobs small business you did the corporate thing yeah how did you jump into entrepreneurship yeah, I think in truth, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So even as a child, I would sell things to all the neighbors and I was always very entrepreneurial. I can totally Yeah, right? I was like such a nerd. When I was working in my corporate jobs, I loved them, but I also knew there was something more to life and the world, period. Mm -hmm. um, I was also tired of working so hard to make somebody else's dreams come true and wanted to work just as hard to make my own dreams come true. And I think I really wanted to feel valued and I was always one of those people who worked really hard, but then I was rewarded with more work. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like I should have to leave and go home and I have shit to do. Like just because I finished my stuff in four hours and it takes everybody else 12, why do I get more work and more client without the compensation attached to Got it? it? So I started to get frustrated just with those dynamics. Um, and then I started a kind of side hustle, I guess, which is what people call it now. Yeah. Um, and I started, ironically, I started a social marketing company, which I thought was a complete joke. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was a complete scam, but I started one on the side and it really started to teach me things that I've been able to transfer into more of my other um, jobs as well. And then it gave me a side income that I wasn't matching uh, when I left my full-time job, but you know what? I left my full-time job anyways because I was getting some income and I figured, you know what? Humans are resi resilient. We will figure it out, you know? So I figured it out. I got some consulting clients and people go, well, how, how did you consult when you didn't have a business? But I just figured it out. Like I go, I can, I'll help you with this and I'll help you with that. And I found ways to make money. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you are determined enough, you will find a way. Don't be scared to leave your full-time job. You'll figure it out, right? I know a lot of people 
um, get very comfortable with the safety and security of a consistent income. Mm -hmm. But again, if you look at the most successful people, that can also be very limiting. And when I was in business school, they taught me build things that work without you because life is so much more than just working nine to five and getting paid for the amount of hours you work. So I really wanted to start creating things. I don't want to be working my entire life and I want to be making way more money than I have hours in a day. And because there's only 24 hours in a day and I love my eight to nine hours of sleep, I knew I had to create something else for myself that would allow me to be making money while I was sleeping. (laughs) That's the dream, right? Yeah, right, exactly. I think it really goes back to like your why. And that's something that resonates with me a lot because when you go out on your own, there are days where you question it, there are days where you have set setbacks and it really makes you wonder if you should just go back to that steady more secure type of income so what would you say your why is and how does the freedom lifestyle resonate Mm -hmm. with you yeah my why I mean it evolves but it's also simple Um, but my why started when quite honestly. So my mom was sick most of my life she had breast cancer and she ended up passing away when I was 18 and so within that journey I was able to see a lot of things that the average 18 year old doesn't see. And so within that, I saw how quickly illness can change a family. If you lose your job and you have no income, what can happen to a family um, if you're not able to work? So I started asking myself, like if I was unable to work today, would I still be able to pay my mortgage? (laughs) Would I still be able to live? So I just started asking myself questions and thinking about things that the average 18 year old doesn't necessarily think about. Um, And again, I just knew there was so much more to life. Like I, I didn't really understand why do we go to work and then live to work? Like I wanna be able to live my life and my work be part of that passion. Like I didn't see a difference between work and my life. And so I think even with this freedom lifestyle, it a lot of the conversation that we used to be having is this work-life balance. And I think with freedom lifestyle, it's not about work-life balance, it's just living. And your work is part of your life, like, because mm-hmm. you're passionate about it, you have that why. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of work within the women's community and with specifically with them, I, you know, I'm always trying to teach them to get in tune with their inner femininity and our natural gifts and our natural state of being mm-hmm. um, so that we can feel more at peace and calm and loving in an everyday, you know, living. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're the founder of the ladies community now yes. in Toronto as well as LA. And do you have a third city? Houston. Houston. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And that's just been like a year and a half that you've yes. really taken this off. It's yeah. so impressive. I'm part of it. Some of my friends are. I've come to some of your events. Congratulations on all of that. Thank you. Because you have such like a front row seat to these women, you do a lot of coaching, you work with them one-on-one, what would you say is the most common thing holding women back from like really reaching that freedom lifestyle that you notice and you really help them get Mm -hmm. past? Um, What's going on between our two ears? Okay. Our mind is our biggest downfall and realizing that life is all about perception. And when I see the perception of women and what we've been trained to think and what we've been trained to believe we are is the biggest thing holding us back. There are so many external pressures and we let those external pressures get the best of us. I always use this example, which is so funny. I feel like coming into this world, we are whole and we know what's right for us and we're given instructions before our soul gets put in our body and it's like, (laughs) you know everything you need. You're gonna get put in this body that's gonna tell you 
all of this junk and you're you only have to do is stop listen don't listen to yourself and don't listen to everything else around you you got that mm-hmm. like it seems simple but we just get so lost in our inner head and our inner voice and by everything that everyone else is telling us and so I would just tell these women and I try to help them within our different conversations and events to start being more aware of their thoughts and their perception on life and what they think is possible for themselves so that we can start creating our own story. Okay, so a lot of these things that are holding back really are our own limiting beliefs about ourselves. 100%, and of what's possible in the world, right? The evidence. And it's fascinating because I was just in LA expanding the ladies community out there and you can even see differences between Canadians and what we think is possible versus Americans and that's really cool. So that's where we almost become a product of our environment, whether it be our friends, our family and our country or where exactly we're living. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, time for a quick break. You are tuning into episode two of season one of this new series, What's Your Free? Five women, five epic stories about how they took their lives back and achieved what I'm calling the freedom lifestyle. Since releasing the first episode, I received so many nice messages from people from my past, extended family members who just validated that they want this lifestyle too, but they're not exactly sure how to do it. I'm very aware that not everybody listens to podcasts, so... Last week, I launched a new private Facebook group that I want us to collaborate in and find freedom together. So if you or someone you know could use that boost of confidence or step in the right direction, please refer them to my website, whatsyourfree.com, where they can access this new online community. So let's talk about some of the ways you are making money. You have all different sources of income. That's a very big part of your message. I've sat in on a few of your workshops Mm -hmm. and you really feel like that's important that we do that. What is it about having multiple sources of income that you find so motivating and empowering? Like, Why is that a big part of your message? Yeah, great question. I think it's because... The world is changing really quickly and they say that within the next few years 40% of our workforce will be contract workers Mm -hmm. and so within that change I just think that especially as women now we're becoming so much more powerful within the economy Um, having multiple streams of income is really empowering so that as the economy continues to shift we're still safe and we still know we have multiple streams of income and really diversifying our portfolio and I get I can get really like nerdy and business <laughs> about it um, but it just makes sense and so within my businesses I just started to look at what was easy for me to make money now with the internet it's so interesting we could have a complete talk on you know just how people make money on the internet with uber and amazon and all these different people coming out people are now able to make money on apps and it was the same thing why i decided to have one of my revenue streams of social marketing because i was already buying products so why didn't i just find a product i like and buy it from myself and now you see so many people even in um Uh, referrals right you see on Instagram and all these things I love this product you know buy this and and uh, you get a percentage of sale Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, it is also so logical because now we're really moving away from marketing and people want testimonials and real life things. Like I want to buy a product that you say that you actually authentically love. And I'm totally okay with giving you a percentage of that, right? And you mentioned earlier social marketing. So yeah. it sounds like you started your own social marketing company. I know you still sell some social marketing products now. Yeah. I got to admit, I feel like there's still a stigma against that. You know, totally. there's still some of those brands where when you hear about you get invited to one of the parties you just instantly feel like you're gonna be sold and it's like an icky feeling why do you think that stigma exists there yeah I think it's just an understanding and for those of you who are listening and are thinking what the heck is social marketing it used to be called network marketing some people still call it that I just like I think social marketing is more fun and also <laughs> because of the stigma right yeah as soon as you say network marketing everyone's like oh my god I think the stigma exists still uh, because not everybody does it properly you know, there are still those really aggressive salespeople and there are still people that are really, you know, they push it down your throat. And I think, but the beautiful thing is social marketing allows people to have a platform that is like an entrepreneurial system, but not quite yet being an entrepreneur. When I talk with people about social marketing, I don't say this is social marketing and this is the only way you can achieve freedom lifestyle. I say this is social marketing. This is a way that can add to your freedom lifestyle. Some people choose for it to be the only way they achieve it and others like me decide that it's one stream of their income. And so it's really up to them. And within that, I also say to them, if social marketing is not for you, that is totally cool. How can we actually authentically support one another within our freedom journey? Because I just want to surround myself with wonderful women like yourself that want the same thing, this freedom lifestyle. And there's so many ways to get there. And so I think for us to start the conversation of how did you achieve it and how can we get additional revenue in multiple different ways, starting that conversation of support and education and how much money we're making. These are the types of conversations that men have been having for years. And so I think it's great for women to be having the same ones. Definitely. Last question about social marketing mm -hmm. and then we can learn about the many other awesome sure. things you do. <laughs> if I'm someone who kind of this message resonates, maybe I'm not ready to quit my job, but I do agree that I need to have multiple sources of income. I want to dabble into entrepreneurship. This sounds like it could be a good fit. How would you go about finding which product is right for you? Good question. I think the first is going back to what we were talking about before about personal brand. Before you approach uh, someone about social marketing, think about what is my personal brand? You know, every time somebody comes to me wanting to join my social marketing team, that's the first thing we go over because I want to know who you are so that your social marketing company is not different from yourself. It's just an extension from yourself because if you don't resonate with the brand and your, your personal brand doesn't resonate with it, it's gonna feel like work and it's not gonna be fun. Um, but, so think about your social, your, your personal brand, um, and then reach out to some people that you might see that are doing social marketing from many different companies. Get your information about what their revenue model is like, how you actually make money, what the training is like. You really wanna know that someone is gonna be there to train you the way that resonates with you and that's gonna support you along your journey. Um, and then test the products out and see kind of what you currently are buying and how can you now just start buying it from yourself. So I personally chose skincare, makeup, um, and nutrition products because I'm already 
I already use protein, I already wash my face, and I already shower. So how can I just buy better products from myself? Got so it. just start thinking about what you are already using so that it's not completely different. And the discount that you're getting probably doesn't oh, hurt either, exactly, right? Exactly, right? That's why I joined in the beginning too. I go, well, worst case scenario, I end up with great skin and a great body, and I, you know, I get a discount doing it. So, there you, go. you know, there's very little risk. I think people just make a lot bigger deal of it than it actually is. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the man's pursuit. Cool, yeah. Because we first met in yoga. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget this. When you told me, that was one of the things you had mentioned that day when we first met. And I must have told five of my girlfriends about this business. Can you share what you do with the man's pursuit? Yeah, so a man's pursuit, I help men plan wedding proposals. Oh my goodness. And it's so fun. And this kind of goes back to, I mean, my mission must have been obvious to me and it wasn't at the time, but I love love. Like I just love it and I just want to share it and I just want to infect everyone with it. I think it was my age at the time, all of my friends were getting married and they'd tell me their proposal stories and I was like, ooh, maybe he could have needed some help. Yeah. Um, but I was also getting a lot of phone calls from and messages from men being like, I know you're really connected in Toronto. Where should I take my girlfriend to propose? What should I do? And they were already asking me for advice. And so I figured, well, there must be a need. Men kind of need this support. And so I'm gonna just start charging and start a business. Yeah. Can you tell us about one of the proposals you held? Maybe one of your favorites? Yeah, I think some of my favorites have just been the most interesting ones. I did one for the Marilyn Dennis show and that was kind of cool doing a complete surprise like that and working with the TV show, that was neat. Um, we've done, yeah, we've done a lot of media. Truthfully, A Man's Pursuit has got me more media than any business no that kidding. I have had because it's just so different. So that's been fun because then I've been able to network within the media industry and it's been beneficial for my other businesses. Um, but yeah, we've done like helicopters and private suites at hotels and it's just really glamorous, but we've, and yachts, but not all of them have to be complicated, right? Yeah. You know, we've done at home proposals too that are just very sweet and, and thoughtful. And so I think the biggest thing that men look to us to do is really just to be there for them during a stressful time and make sure they've thought of everything. Some men come to me completely design proposal and that's great. I just kind of help them through it and I'm there throughout the process. I'll never forget even because I don't get to see a lot of the proposals, right? I mean, our photographer or videographer does, but when I was, when we were on the Marilyn Dennis show, I actually got to be there for it. And I remember her saying, I can't believe you did this all for me. And that like brought tears to my eyes oh, wow. because yeah. everyone just wants to feel special. Feel and special. It's so easy, yeah, guys. I just know. make us feel special. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So do they tell their ladies their secret? Do they pretend that they some came do. up with this on their own? Do you ever get letters from the women? Yeah, some do. So I'll, we'll get texts and you know, I wish people sent more letters. That would be fun. <laughs> I like sending letters. Some emails and texts we'll get from the women. Some men tell and some men don't, and that's okay too. Most do actually. And I kind of prep them as to how to say that, but a lot of men just say, you know, this meant so much to me and I wanted to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything and that I got it right just for you because I only want to do this once. So just like people have assistants and wedding planners, I just got an event planner to help me plan this for you. Amazing. I mean, I love that. Who, what woman wouldn't, no. who, who cares? <laughs> any males yeah. listening? Yeah. Now you know. Right? <laughs> 
you mentioned when you were working for someone else before, like it sounds like it was rewarding in the sense that it was challenging, you know, you're receiving recognition, people appreciated your hard work, hard work, but you just wanted to be rewarded in a different way. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could go back to working for someone else? Do you think you're unemployable now? Good question. Yeah, I think for me, it also was a sense of creating. Mm. I needed to create something I was proud of. I get that. You know, like I wanted to do it for me and one day look back and think like, I did that. And I need to be better at that because I don't appreciate myself enough. Um, But I do think at this point, I may be unemployable in the traditional sense. I think... I would love to take on a partner. I would love to be working and collaborating, but I think now I'm a much better collaborator and leader. I don't know that I'd be able to work for a large corporation because it's just a lot, it's a much slower process. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate when we're working for other people, depending on how many people are involved, sometimes it's not this way in a smaller company, but depending on how many people are involved, it takes a lot longer to get things done. (laughs) You know, you need approval from here and there. And I think I would just get frustrated because now, honestly, I can do what most people do in a week in four hours because I can just get myself into alignment and figure it out and be really good about just doing it quickly when the urge gets me, right? Mm -hmm. I go for walks, a secret for me is I go for walks every day because when I go on walks, I feel the most clear and I get the most insight and the most amount of ideas when I'm just walking and giving myself the space to be free and not work. You know, I can wake up on a, now I have the flexibility to do so because of my freedom lifestyle, but I can wake up on a Wednesday and be like, okay, what am I gonna do? And I just walk it out. And I can come up with so many ideas. Now it's to the point where I don't even feel like I'm working because everything has just come to me. Like I'm cooking and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm gonna say in this email, Mm -hmm. right? So just give yourself the freedom to allow that insight and inspiration to come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I would get that in a, in a company. You know, even now I'm talking to investors and I'm straight up with them and I say, you know, just so you know, like my goal is love and I do that by going for walks <laughs> and cooking and like going to the gym. Don't yell at me if I'm not on my computer all the time. It takes me sometimes weeks to answer emails if I'm just in a very creative place in a creative zone. So I don't know that a boss would be very appreciative of like, have you seen those memes? And they go, sorry, I'm not really feeling in alignment today. I can't come into the office. <laughs> and that's what I do. Like if that's I'm not you. feeling good, I just don't work that day. And I, yeah, I need that freedom to do so, to stay in my zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also just think when you're not feeling yourself, it can also be infectious. The same way feeling great can be contagious. Going into an office with that like negative mm-hmm. attitude, you can, you can spread that. Yeah, And so I think there's something to be said to like have that freedom to just know when you're not going to be your best self today and by taking a little bit more time today, I can be even better tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And even when I left my corporate job, one of the things I noticed the fastest was that I was no longer influenced by other people's attitude. Because when you're in a larger organization, 
sometimes other people's attitude aren't good and you <laughs> see that every day and it's exhausting you don't get to pick your colleagues yeah <sighs> and so just staying on that high vibration and feeling good can sometimes be really difficult at the office but the reason I bring that up is also just to talk about the fact of how important it is to surround yourself with good people that uplift you that support you that aren't gonna plant doubt into your mind I am not gonna lie this past year, I have taken myself out of so many social situations and I have like hermit mode, you know, written all over me. And I've really been isolating myself to get into my own zone and get rid of all of those distractions. So if you are listening to this and feeling overwhelmed, like cancel your entire schedule, I am serious. Really go inward and consciously surround yourself with people that only uplift you and only make you feel good. And I know that it can be limiting and scary and sometimes I feel so lonely, but as an entrepreneur, I think it is very necessary because you need that clarity and to minimize those distractions, whatever those distractions are, even alcohol and partying and really look at your lifestyle and looking if you're look at if you're actually setting yourself up for success. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> okay, so what's what's next for you? What do you have planned for 2018? Where do you want to take the ladies community, your multiple businesses, right. your freedom lifestyle? Have you started thinking about it? I'm sure you've thought about it. I did think about it. <laughs> you know what? This is actually really fascinating. Okay, for some of you, you may not be able to resonate with this. I don't know because I can be kind of spiritual and weird, which you may have already picked up in this interview. <laughs> um, but last year, I had pages and pages of goals. And this year, my goal for 2017 was actually just to surrender and surrender to what was being given to me and surrender to the fact that I thought I knew what was best for me mm -hmm. in relationships, in work, in everything. And I think sometimes we create so many goals for ourselves that we're actually unaware to see other opportunities because we're so tunnel vision. And so within 2017, and my goal of just to surrender, the ladies community came about and I'm so proud of it because I just kept making the next best decision. And so when I went this week actually to write my goals for next year, my goals were so short and they were very short term. It was only things I was working on right now because I've given up the fact to think that I know what is even possible. What I actually did for 2018 was write a long list of how I wanted to feel. Oh, I love that. You know, and that felt right for me. It, the rest of the stuff was kind of like, well, I mean, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Not too fixated on what the goals are or the bucket list. Um, Sophia Amoruso just came out with a new workbook for women, mm. and she actually has a reverse bucket list in mm. it. Have you ever heard about doing no. that? So rather than list the things you want to do in your life, you actually write down the things you hope you never experience. Interesting. I know. I've kind of been toying with that idea. I don't know what would be on mine, but it's a new way of looking at it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I think you'd have to be careful of how you word it because I'm still a firm believer on what you focus on expands. 
So if so we're you focus like focus on the things you don't want, right? Yeah. So if you're sitting there being like, I don't want to experience pain, I don't want to, right? Then we can get a little bit tricky. Oh yeah, who knows what 2018 has? But I hope we can sit back here and in, in a year and just think, holy shit, I can't believe that happened, right? What happened? Well, yeah. Vanessa, this has been so much fun. It's been great getting a chance to sit down with you for like an hour and learn more about you. Thanks. I knew you were interesting. I knew this would go really well. So thank you for making time. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, join the community, where can they find you? Cool. So I have a personal website. It's VanessaOrtali.com. Okay. So there I do like coaching um, and I do a lot of public speaking. So if you want me to speak or train a group, I'm, I'm there. And then my ladies community is called TheLadiesCommunity.com. And who knows where it'll be in the next year, but go to TheLadiesCommunity.com. We have tons of events and on you know in many different cities that you can join and I'm sure we'll be traveling to different cities that you can come and see us and just connect and share love and femininity with all women right so it'll be fun awesome yeah. I'm a member I suggest you be too yeah. and I look forward to joining more of your events in 2018 thank you